It's a new day in the workroom, and we're talking about Canada. <laughs> I like it. I appreciate it. Uh, yes, it's Drag Canada's Drag Race season three. Um, are we've like, how would you describe our relationship with the first two? Were we big fans? You seem to say maybe the second one paled in comparison to the first. Like, looking back, I don't know. Looking, looking, looking back now, sort of, you know, taking taking a turn back towards, like, in, in that sort of classic, like, Pocahontas, like, view back over my shoulder mm. uh, with the hair blowing in the wind. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think that the Canada has been really strong. I think Canada's more of a slow burner because I think that, like, you know the 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 cast out of season one obviously have produced some of like the biggest current drag race stars like Priyanka Lemon and Jimbo are kind of three of like the biggest names within the franchise at the moment. Uh, season two as a season, I found like it was up and down, but there was still some memorable characters within it. But I don't think it really kind of like had the same kind of explosiveness that the first half. I felt like this season. I don't know. I have such a weird sort of uh, I don't know I have a very straight th- this season pr- like consuming this season I have very sort of like uh, what's it like polarised opinions on it in that some places I think it was amazing and then other places I just think it kind of went with a bit of a whimper what about you? Yeah um, I totally agree like Lemon and Jimbo seem to be the two and Priyanka seem to be the three biggest stars of the franchise so far but I think it was helped by Priyanka's music career, which I think is, yeah. you know, a star and brilliant for, you know, brilliant visuals that made it really easy for her to connect with audiences outside of people who watch Drag Race Canada. And then Lemon and Jimbo are very charismatic and I think UK versus the world did a really huge benefit to them. And I kind of feel that they're undermining season two by the choices that they've chosen for Canada versus the world. So you have like Stephanie Prince, who we both really liked, we both thought was gone too soon, has really great aesthetic, but like came ninth, tenth maybe. And then you have Kendall Gender, which I guess, you know, top three, not someone we really relate, like out of those three sisters, the geometric Kendall Gender and Cynthia Kiss. Cynthia Kiss was was my favourite. She's the one I would have wanted to see back. And then throwing in the winner, putting Isis Couture back into the ring, like... I think that just undermines, like, if they're a winner, they're a winner. They don't need to go into this this format. Save them for international winners format or something like that. Yeah. Right? No, I, I completely agree. And, and like, I, I think as well, like, picking three queens out of the the universe as opposed to the one-niverse. I don't know. Uh, the universe, <laughs> like that's it. the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Unoverse. But, like, I, I, but like I, I do think you're right. Like, kind of, if you're going to be bringing people back that you want to, to be bringing back people who you're like, oh, wow, this is kind of exciting to see what they're going to do. So someone like Pythia would have been great to see back. You know, someone like, I, I mean, Boa would have been interesting to see back from season one or, or, or even Scarlet Bobo um, would have been cool to kind of see. Scarlet Bobo looks are indeed a no-no. There we go. <laughs> Never let it be said that her looks are no, not a no-no. But no, like th- those are the people that you, you kind of would have wanted to see back. Because like I felt like Ke- Ken- Kendall Gender was sort of the least interesting uh, person out of like the cast last year. I didn't really see like they they were clearly a queen who was going all the way to the end from very early on 
but they weren't someone who had a very compelling storyline. They weren't someone who I was very excited to see on the runway. They didn't give any super memorable performances. Like thinking back to season two, I think like it's, you know, Isis's amazing kind of like mask look, uh, a couple of Stephanie Prince's looks where we're out of this world and then Pythia's two-headed look on the runway. Like those are the things that you kind of like, oh, that was brilliant. But Kendall doesn't really feature anywhere in that. So I think you're right. I, th- I think that they've done a disservice to how strong the season has been overall when they are potentially going to be having a lot of new eyes on the judging panel now and on the franchise now, not to have like really pulled it out to get some strong queens that like already have proven that they have what it takes to. But then again, the casting is so bizarre in Canada versus the world. Like Vanity Milan is like Vanity Milan is is another. Queen, who I'm like, I didn't need any more of her. I got too much of her on, in UK season three. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's actually thinking about her. She is, well, John Purse is the Vanity Milan of season four, like a queen that you're like, I'll oh, give us a few, four weeks, and then you're still there towards the end. Like, you, yeah, like, I'm, I'm up for her to elevate. I think it was clear in her season that she had a roof to which she could perform based on was a lack of experience or maybe it wasn't as good runways or something like that so i'm totally here for a chance for her to really prove herself but yeah i don't know like what also annoys me is can you not cast silky and not cast raja can we you know this is the third time them both competing in the same season i like them both but I don't know. Diversify it up. Yeah, I, I also felt like for for Silky and Raja, like we didn't need to see them back. And like, you know, there's plenty of queens who are, you know, there's plenty of queens who are, who are probably, who, who haven't been on an all stars or haven't been on from the US who could come in and do that. Like, I, I do wonder now because I saw like a video or I saw something suggesting that a lot of queens turned down Canada versus the world because it wasn't going to be being judged by RuPaul. So apparently Tace and Ahura had been asked initially for from the UK, but they declined it because they didn't want to be on a season that, that RuPaul wasn't fronting. So I wonder if all of the American girls felt or a lot of the American girls felt like they didn't want to be on this season because it wasn't being hosted by RuPaul. Raja and Silky are obviously still under their like ironclad wow contract where they have no choice but to accept kind of deals as given. So it is like I I don't know, it's a bit of a hodgepodge of a of a of a cast. And I don't know that it'll show Canada the best bits of Canada to their best. If you know what I mean. Yeah and yeah, and yeah, Victoria Scone, obviously so excited to see her again, but I kind of want to see her have a full run in the UK. Like, what if she gets screwed over in a design challenge and goes home episode three? Like, that still isn't enough scone no. <laughs> for my liking, you know? And yeah, I don't know. Like, I can see why Silky's back, because obviously she had that huge redemption. You yeah. know, she kind of was one of the stars of All Stars 6 because of that one episode. And then Raj, I was kind of, I'd say... I mean, Ginger Minj was a huge fan. Like, people... She became the real underdog, Raja did. But, like, because she made everything herself, I think that kind of captured as well. So, I could see why she's back. I just thought, why couldn't they have just waited a bit? But rumours have it that 
Tace and Ahura will be in US versus the world which is the next iteration. Yeah, so. and that, that's one that will be interesting because it'll be exciting to see kind of the US girls competing on home territory and see how the like other, uh, how the other queens go. And I suppose when you come to a like US versus the world, I suppose it has a bit more gravitas. So maybe it would attract like an Envy Peru or a, or a, a Priyanka to, to like go in and like feature in that as well. Because now that we've had a winner in this one, I suppose it opens the door for them to have and bring winners through. Cause like now actually you've had like, you had Bibi Zahara on an all-star season. Now you've had um, Isis Couture on a versus the world season. So I suppose they are sort of saying like winners can come back and compete again if they choose to. Yeah. So if they choose to, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a weird choice, but anyway, that's, that's tangential to Canada season three, but I think it's, it is part of the conversation. All right. Um, so let's go through the queens one by one. We'll go in in order of elimination. Um, so we won't spend too long on the first few. But the first out, and this genuinely shocked me, was Halal Bay. I pegged them as a forerunner in the competition. I guess also they came in last, which is kind of denotes greatness. I thought their point of view and drag was really exciting. I just thought it was some like I think they I was really excited as people started entering this room you know there was Bombay I was excited for Shell is on LaRue I thought was really exciting and then finishing off a Halal Bay I was like god this is actually a really diverse cast from like a sort of point of view or even like drag aesthetic point of view so to see her go in the first episode really shook me yeah I agree I definitely Felt that like you know she 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 had a deserved bottom placement. I really didn't enjoy the the look that she served that first time. But the the queen Miss Moso, who she was up against in that first lip sync, uh, who then went home in the second one. I really felt like like th- they felt like a real like first out queen. Like they felt like they were kind of like you know primed to like knock themselves back out of the competition. Uh, and there was like I I. I, I think it would have been great to see more of what Halal had to offer for through some of the other challenges, bringing more of their, their heritage into it or of the conversations as around sort of, you know, the indigenous peoples and, and all of the sort of, you know, the, the, the that sort of like, I think, it, is it Egyptian and Kuwaiti uh, was, was there like? Back? Yeah, yeah. So it would, it would have been right, like yeah. interesting to see like how that played out through the rest of it. Also, again, you know, with the, the, it's always exciting to see a mustachioed or bearded queen to uh, to 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 come in through the doors to see how they're like treated. So I was surprised that she left, but also c- kind of as the season shook down and the sorry Egyptian and Palestinian Egyptian and Palestinian. But as the, as the um, as the um, I'm I'm impressed at myself that I that I managed to like yeah, part remember that. Good. Um, God knows where I thought, but I don't know, as the competition went on, I actually kind of thought I don't know that this because ca- I felt the casting overall was really strong in this, and that the way the like the storylines came to the front four, I, it really worked with the group of girls they had, and I actually don't know Halal lasting in there. I felt that might have disrupted some of the harmony that they found. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was reading this. She did say Egypt and Kuwait as well, so I don't know which one of this maybe it's all three of them. <laughs> um, yeah, she felt like a real comedy queen to me, but also with such a point of view. And, I, uh, you know, <clears throat> both from her heritage point of view, having an Islamic queen and they're having like, you know, clearly such a tongue in cheek name as Halal Bay. I just thought was really fun. 
like I agree the final look wasn't great I thought the garment was better than the makeup like the choice for the black makeup I know she was going for like the raccoon look but I mean she, that was a that was a weird uh, hill to die on um yeah so but watching that lip sync I just assumed Miss Mosu was going home like Miss Mosu gave me Stanford Blatch in drag <laughs> kind of very that aesthetic very that aesthetic <laughs> Um, and actually, I mean, over the course of this this season, we actually I think we've had like some really really strong lip syncs and some interesting song choices as well. Um, I I didn't love the initial like I thought it was you know Justin Bieber Canadian icon we need to feature him of course, but I just didn't love that opening choice of of lip sync song. I would have preferred if maybe they pulled Carly to the beginning and then like chosen maybe a different. Justin one for later. Yeah, it seems they were kind of like reverse engineering it. It was like, how do we get Justin in as a lip sync song? And they were like, well, the gayest one is yes. the one that didn't make you laugh, so <laughs> go for that. That's it. <laughs> Anything else to add on Miss Mosu? Like, I ended up feeling sorry for her, but at no point did I ever think she was robbed or anything. Like, I thought she, I thought like she looked really well in the second challenge. Yeah, I. I really, she did not make an impact on me. I, I like she came back and kind of seemed like a nice, pleasant person. You know, in the in the little reuniony bit we got at the very end, like she came in and she was like, "Oh, you girls are all great," and I felt like I got to know you, and I'm so proud of everyone. But I really felt like her her looks were like that that green dress with the pink sleeves that she made. The first, like that was just like that was offensive with the like flowers on it. It was really unpleasant. I. I yeah, like I, I felt like her. I never got to know her. Like we, Miss Mosa, we hardly knew you. Really, I think it's what what I would have to say about her. <laughs> Do you reckon she's coming for Miss Mojo? And That's it. Take yeah, over the YouTube top Empire. five disgusting green dresses. Shelazan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Larue, like one of the I guess the two spare queen of the season. I found her a lot more compelling just as a as a person with something to say and an outlook on the world than I did for her drag. That being said, what she wore in like the the Who Knows Awards was gorgeous. And I don't know why she never saved anything of that caliber for the runway. I know. And even if you like look at what she came back at for like the, the crowning eleganza where she had that like latex gown, I was like, oh my God, like you know how to do drag. You actually know how to do drag. But no, I, I found her exactly as you said like I would like I would listen to that podcast I would hear that life story I would you know learn from her experiences but I found her drag to be first of all that like she just seemed to possess this sadness that I really couldn't move away past like it felt like as if everything was weighing so heavily on her and like you know drag race is a place you come to enjoy a little bit of everything that makes up a person. So you are getting a bit of their sadness and a bit of their story and a bit of their hardship, but it's also through their joy and through their expression that you're kind of like, that's what completes the picture. Whereas with her, everything felt quite dour. And I was like, you know, it just, I couldn't get, anytime she would come onto screen, like literally anytime she'd come onto screen, I'd be like, oh God, oh, not her. You know, like it was, it was just sort of like, it was real Debbie Downer vibes. I was getting real Debbie Downer vibes off her. Um, I thought she had a very interesting story. I loved that kind of, uh, the, the the conversations between her and chaos and kind of you know that that whole like exploring kind of like 
how visually do you need to be how obviously visually do you need to be of a particular heritage in order to be able to claim it for fear that people will be I like that was such a super interesting conversation for them to for them to have but her her looks were so like it was like Willow Pill season four entrance look served again and again and again but without the knowing irony that's kind of what I felt yeah that's that's probably pretty fair so yeah I guess maybe she was just unlucky in what order the challenges came or something like that but uh interesting character i think like give them five years they could be like a full package like cheddar gorgeous like on that level of just profound but also beauty in terms of drag and stuff like that they're i guess they're already a beautiful person as it is but um yeah maybe too soon maybe too soon was interesting that they are the most followed queen of the season so like they like yes obviously they had i love that moment where miss fierce delicious. delicious was great and she's like oh well i got yeah. one hundred fifty thousand. yeah and then she was just like looking at her nails yeah i've got four hundred thousand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like I, I don't get out of bed for for anything more than ten thousand likes yeah. uh, no i did think that was very funny because i thought like fierce fierce delicious walked in there expecting that she was going to be like the gen z follow queen like that was going to be it but then apparently not apparently people love a sad queen people sad queen prefer energy. insightful uh, conversation than they do thin beauty i suppose Twinks. which i don't think is genuinely <laughs> true but in this case it was uh ninth out was the aforementioned chaos who i had a lot of high hopes for when she came in i was like god this is a totally different this you know love this all the tattoos and the big ear widener they're the what would you call them ear hole wideners i don't know spacers i think they're called um yeah and then like with that indigenous you know background as well and point of view i was like oh cool then it never really lived up to my expectations no, all, there was like a it was like a very avian theme running through all of the the looks they served and and all of the things which I thought was really cool. I I felt like that there was a real distinctness to to their look. I I thought that they were maybe like I think that they could they could finesse some of the things because of everything stuff was kind of a bit like blotchy and that and I think that like with some some like time and finessing that it could look really really spectacular I did love their looks I thought that they were going to be really exciting kind of punk rock and roll like that's what I was sort of expecting but then they had like a very like they had like like a real anxious energy and you could tell that they were kind of you know lacking self-esteem and self-confidence and it's interesting because you, you you see someone who looks like that and you make all these assumptions about their character then you actually get to know them and you're like oh no this is someone who is like struggling with their identity and struggling with with who they are which i i find very fascinating uh kind of someone who like week one i had pegged to go very far but then they kept serving the same thing again and again and again and with a sort of like a a shrinking degree of confidence so i was like okay. <laughs> that's very by true the time, by the time they left i was like okay glad that we've met but time for you to go yeah <laughs> i was like like you looking forward to seeing more but i think it's time for us to part ways at this current stage she kind of reminded me like not the not an exact replica but in terms of like fashion aesthetic almost kind of remember like Michelle Visage in the early days I'm thinking like All Stars 1 where she's wearing like that big medallion chain and it's just totally over accessorized yes yeah that yes, was chaos's yeah, fault I think or, it or, was. or foil Lady Boom Boom came 8th and she was somebody who I think based purely on the name I went earlier at this one like I'm not Lady Boom Boom boring and then she goes and wins the first challenge and like has brilliant looks 
and then is is kind of like almost prematurely kicked out like i didn't really see that one coming either i had her pegged as the winner and like she was the only one that i felt like was giving kind of winner's energy like in that like she was you know she was sassy she did a good job of the reading challenge she had interesting stories about like you know herself having a, a a love connection with uh with, with uh, Kimmy's ex or Kimmy's something or other like there's lots of different pieces there and she did have such a strong run like she was like she was in the top or she was winning right until she like literally went home and I I don't know like there there's a there's a particular character that runs that like becomes the winner of a drag race season that kind of like right from the very beginning there's a slightly different energy and I just felt like she had that like she kind of had the thing of like she was going to sit back until, like, I felt like with her, we were getting that kind of, like, sort of slightly backstreet, back, backseat driver kind of business that, like, midway through the competition, she would be like, okay, now it's time to, like, switch up that gear. And I was shocked when she went home. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think the, 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 like, running order ever recovered. Like, I don't think they were ever able to establish another queen as feeling like the sort of person who was building to that like win if you know what i mean yeah because the other person i had pegged as a guaranteed final three was bombay uh, interesting yeah i also had like bombay as being someone who was like definitely going like far in the competition and i thought that i kept waiting for them to have that like breakthrough moment like if you go back to lady lady boom boom for yes yeah, so it's because they went they went out back to back yeah, so it kind of was like her, a one-two punch Exactly, yeah. It was kind of like there's your top top two or two of your top four like out of the competition. But like Lady Boom Boom's looks, like that 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 periodic table look was like amazing. It was so cool. And then I, also, the, yeah, I also love Bombay's look. It's just like, like the alien balls. But yeah, we, that, yeah. I would think both of those looks were just so good. Clever. And yeah. it was like yeah, and like the 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 sleeve, like Bombay's look with the sleeves and the hair, like there was so much thought and like so much like like so much different perspective in that. When a lot of the other queens were a bit more you know were, were a bit more obvious with with what they were doing or a bit more kind of generic in what they were doing it felt like those two queens were ones who were like doing things with a different perspective and, and i was like i was surprised to see the two of them go out when they did i also like i, I thought the bombay's snatch game was atrocious like it was and i know we'll talk about snatch game in our in our kind of like ep, our like episode breakdown but like you know, Bombay deserved to be in the bottom for that. Like, and it was, you know, there was no apologies for it. And But that look with the, the kind of like the, the sort of the, 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 the paint festival. festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and like even like having the kind of like smartness to like do the, the little like area for the glasses on and stuff like that. I was just like, this is a very clever queen. So yeah, it was a pity not to be able to see them go longer in the competition, both of them. And I think, I think both Bombay and Lady Boom Boom I think are a good example of I guess either a, a pro or a con of this season in terms of I feel that this season unlike the US season didn't have a master plan of who they wanted to go everywhere it really sort of felt like let's just see who does the best on the night and send them home and not be afraid of our overall storyline because I think if Lady Boom Boom had been in the bottom with anybody other than Kimmy Couture, she would have stayed. She just was out. Like, they were probably the two best. Maybe Jada Shada Hudson, you know, one of the three best lip syncers in the whole season. And it was just unlucky that it came down to that and that the show doesn't do double Shantae's. I couldn't imagine 
that happening in US I don't think they would A let it happen and if they did it would be a double chante I don't think they would have sent her home and I can't put my finger on whether that overall decision to not be as manipulative with the storyline helps or hinders it it certainly feels fresh I appreciate it in Dragula because I think Dragula did the same whereas a jade it, it makes me a bit jaded in the US where I'm like well of course I'm not gonna let them go but then maybe it was for the best so I don't know where do you land on it yeah I think it's you know it's interesting when like I don't know like it it, it, a little bit more of a guiding hand I think does kind of help I think that you need to allow the queens perform to the degree that they are like the queens will perform in whatever challenges to the to the degree of their particular talents in those areas and it will be assumably obvious like you know I think it, it should never feel as if the wrong people have ended up in the bottom and I think one of the problems with US in particular is that oftentimes you get and even like say what happened with Dakota Schiffer on on, on on UK it's like kind of a queen who who like obviously doesn't deserve but is pushed there because of a, a want for production to like they, that should never happen but it felt like you can make subtle changes like I think Lady Boom Boom in the bottom three for that week, but not in the the bottom two. You know, it, it would have been and like I I mean I I loved both Irma and Vivian, but I felt like Irma was definitely someone who could have gone a little bit earlier. You know, wasn't necessarily somewhere we needed to to have have all the way through there. Kimmy Couture is another one who like I do think that she's fierce and when you look at her body work altogether, like she was fantastic. But there were I don't know. It, 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 yeah, I guess when it comes down to nitpicking as to kind of like, well, if Lady Boom Boom stays, then who is it that goes at that point and how does that change the way the rest of the competition shows stays out or, or plans out? Like that is a, you know, that's another interesting kind of thought to have. But um, yeah, like I would agree. Halal Bay, like keeping Halal Bay over Miss Mosu for me, even if like Miss Mosu, I don't think beat Halal Bay by much, if even like maybe 10%. And I think like a real holistic look at it and be like, look, I think we'll get better. We'll make we'll make better TV if Halal Bay stays over Miss Mosu. We'll keep Halal Bay. I'm all for that. And I and I think that that would have been the right decision. No shade to, to Stanford. But um yeah, look. We ended up with a great lip sync between the two of them. And and was that one the the Carly lip sync? Yeah, that was the, Car- that was the Carly, Rae J- Carly Rae Jepsen lip sync, which was... So, which, I mean, we yeah. will go back to probably in the future, you know, up there with one of the best of the franchise, like two brilliant lip syncers and, and an iconic gay anthem of a song. So yeah, maybe they were thinking of the long game with that. But yeah, it did sort of feel premature. And then Bombay going home as well. I think they lip synced against Giselle, if I'm right about that. Giselle Lullaby, that's right. No, it was against Ermagerd. Ermagerd. Yeah, Ermagerd was wore that that paint by numbers. Look, the paint by numbers thing, yeah, which was yeah, the yeah. best thing she did all season. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, um, it was fantastic. Get to, but yeah, like Ermagerd probably could have probably could have gone then because I think Bombay had been on a on an upward trajectory. Yes, I'd agree. Like you are, like I think, like there's ways they could have worked around these. Yeah, like I, yeah. It, when you start like trying to go back and be like, oh, if I'd sent this person home, then like, how would it have affected the rest of the way? Like, I think that, you know, it, it just is. It is a pity. I think actually, probably more so in the 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 lady boom boom kind of lip sync that they couldn't have just said, right, well, look, we're we're just going to give both of you a double chante and give you another week, particularly because I think lady boom boom had a lot of potential and going through the rest of the competition, maybe they would have tripped themselves up. Maybe they, another kind of like acting or comedy 
kind of challenge would have come along and they would have found themselves like out of their depth with this and, and they would have gone home. But I don't feel, I felt like that they were, they were the person who showed the most promise as kind of being like a, a winner of this series. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Irma Gerd is, is next. I, I did like them overall. They definitely did feel like a fresh perspective. Um, I guess the name stood out as well, like compared to some of the other, like Lady Boom Boom, you know, didn't stand out necessarily because of her name, but Irma Gerd, you, 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 you know, you heard it every time. Uh, but I think the best thing she did was that paint by numbers look. It was, and it was one of the only things I'd seen from the season before it started was that look on Instagram because it obviously went off. So, yeah, really fun. I thought her Marilyn was fun, but overall, I don't know if I really got the essence of her. Uh, yeah, I'd be the same. I I think that like if you like look at the when they did that like perfume challenge, I think that that kind of was a really good picture of of her journey overall, and that she was kind of like scatty throwing the kitchen sink she was doing a lot of these jokes that weren't really landing because they weren't like properly explained and it it, you know like i i loved her paint by numbers look i thought it was the best thing i also loved her goddess look because i thought it was like really cool and cartoony and like i thought like her her makeup was beautiful she seemed like a a lovely person she was a talking head who i like i always liked to see popping up like she was someone who whose presence in the show i enjoyed but who you kind of knew wasn't going to go all the way yeah yeah i think so I think so. Someone who I guess was kind of similar to that was fifth place Vivian Vanderpuss. I got real crystal method off her in terms of just this like really sort of lovable, folksy, smiley, but would melt queen. Yeah, I I really liked. I actually thought it was really nice that you had both Vivian and Irma because it's a, you don't normally get like two campy comedy queens who also like have like a sort of a high enough drag aesthetic so it was good to kind of just see like that sort of jinx monsoon style of drag being represented here with both of these guys and i don't think we've really had a queen like this on drag race before i i thought that she like i i feel like she had great ideas she had some brilliant looks she did do really well in, in quite a few of the challenges i loved her in the musical but there was just an energy she had that was a bit too frantic all the time i think they get they said it to her towards the end of the run which is that you need to show us your serious side sometimes um because i lo- like her sleeves look was genuinely hilarious like it was so so funny with the tiny little hands and her periodic table look was really good her dystopian drag look is really like she had so many like really really great looks but also managed to be like comedy i think she went on to be miss congeniality i'm not really surprised for that because she just seemed like someone everybody everybody uh, really loved yeah definitely and like um like i think she was that her kept calling herself like a prairie drag yes uh, yeah she was Miss Congeniality and like yeah I know got her like a kind of tricksy just like sort of I don't know if you use mid. I guess you call it prairie in the in Canada but I, I, like that in its own like fed exactly who she was to me and that's exactly who she served like a lot of the gingham and stuff like that like so I thought it really worked and I think you know it's hard for those queens to do well but like a bit of bit more confidence, a bit more magic behind them, and they could they can absolutely soar. So yeah, I'm here for Vivian Vanderpuss. You know, it was really hard not to be rooting for her. I found in the season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Also, I really want that shirt that she was wearing the confessionals. I thought it was it was brilliant. Well, the you know, shirt. you should you should collect them now because obviously Pixie Polite has copied you. So now you get to copy somebody else. Exactly, that's it. I'm gonna start just collect. I'm gonna have. A, I'm actually leaving this podcast to go and start a museum of confessional looks. Um, oh, <laughs> let me know when it's open. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You mean you can pull in a request for interview? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for a media pass, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's get let's get to Miss Very Salicious then. She kind of came joined third. She also seems to be rumoured for US versus the world. I really thought she was going to win and I really didn't want her to win. Yeah, she kind of had this like villain edit that was somewhat redemptive. But I just thought she oozed of like smug, skinny privilege. I mean, you know me. I um, I I love an opportunity to take down a, a skinny, privileged bitch. But I completely like. I think in the truest form of a drag race contestant, she is like a- about as pure gold as you get. Like I just thought that she was like we've talked to, we talked about kind of like queens who've come out of this franchise to like sort of like Lemon and Priyanka and and and, and even Jimbo, but like they're they're queens for whom their run on the show was kind of a springboard to to kind of like iconicness outside of it. Whereas I think Miss Fierce Delicious presented us kind of like iconic drag race contestant behavior the likes of which we have not seen since the golden age of like season four five and six like she was like the villain but in a way that the villainy was never bad enough that you sort of aggressively started thinking this is a bad person they were able to like redeem themselves and but like they could switch between that character of being the like lovely nice lovable person and also being the horrible, like, you know, kind of, like, aggressive, you know, awful bitch. Like, the whole, like, bullying storyline with the kind of sabotage, like, that was so exciting and interesting and different. The way they chose to show that at the beginning of, of one of the episodes. And then, I, 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 and then, like, sort of the fact that you started rooting for her towards the end. And then also that she could back all of this up. That she wasn't like a Sminty Drop or, like, I would even say a Crystal Versace who just had looks, looks, looks. They, she also had talent in any which area you could put her she had some interesting really like the matthew anderson look she did the the josephine baker look she did were so showed like a cleverness and like an ability to understand drag culture her like courtney kardashian was really funny and intelligent choice and, and i just her, i i really loved her i was like this is i didn't want her to win i gotta say i did not want her to win though i i was like i was like this is like she like do you know that meme about kind of like someone's back breaking from carrying the, the season? Like I think Miss Fierce Miss Fiercelicious kind of carried this in competition. She was like if Georges was more intelligent and clued in. Like <laughs> Uh yeah, I think that's a very good comparison. I think you're you're right that she did carry the season. I just didn't find myself rooting for her really at any point. I found her smug and calculated and obviously like I'm sure she's a lovely person this is just the version I saw for her on the TV um and I thought at moments the drag was good enough to cancel out the bad behavior but a lot of the time it didn't like Joe when someone talks the talk and like is picking on Shellas on LaRue for her aesthetic and then comes out in that first look and look maybe it was just the first impression with that that the the blue dress with the red roses. And like to be fair to her, she definitely did grow a lot through the show, but yeah, I I def I, I thought she was going to win. I really didn't want her to win. But I definitely think she carried the season and like made make untucked great again. Mugga. <laughs> she <Yeah>. managed <laughs> she managed to get like a lot of the drama out of the season, but not in it being like in a, an overly hateful way, just in a really self involved way. Uh, I mean, 
I don't know because I think that if you like, I I like have little notes of like who are the people whose looks I kind of really are like you know. And for her, it's like her goddess look, her sleeves look, her paint look, her dystopian look, her incognito look, her masquerade self made look. Like she is like most of the she like I felt most of her looks were like iconic and different, showed different dimensions. wasn't just like th- I think that cancelled out the bratty behavior, and there was enough kind of vulnerability shown as well. And, and like and humility shown that like I just think that like it worked together to be that kind of delusional drag queen who can fly off the handle and be like oh my god I hate that bitch but actually no I don't hate them I love them they're my, my sister like I, I just felt like she had all of that together and it's like it's unusual to see like I think if you think back to the likes maybe like Aquaria would be a good kind of you know fit for that where it's someone who is so young so new so fashion kind of in there but then also has that older drag sensibilities like I I just was like this is this is an exciting contestant for me and someone that I really will be excited to see on another version of the thing and I do think like she's still she's still very young and does have growing to do and you know probably will get more mature and I think at that stage then you'd be very excited to see her actually like win and like kind of like have a a growth storyline in terms of like maturity but for me i think she once like lady boom boom had gone it became completely about her and i didn't like and actually even watching the finale like i was sort of half watching it on my phone because i just didn't actually care too much who won which is a terrible way to the to, finale to be. is always the worst episode though <laughs> it's yeah, weird it how that works out. <laughs> something about the season as well the looks just got better and better as the season went on they really did, yeah. Like, like they, I think that they, paint runway was one of the best, you know, runways. And, and I loved the Table of Elements runway as well. It was so clever, but I guess we'll get into that. Um, Kimmy Couture. I found it really hard not to get annoyed by her on a repeated basis. Whenever I hear the word correct, I feel triggered. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... What like such a brave person and like really speaks to their character and you can really see how a lot of what was annoying about her was this personality she has given herself to protect her from the trauma she's been through in the past both as, as a victim of sexual assault both having to just be trans in a transphobic world all the you know even like Asian hate and stuff like that you know I have a lot of empathy for her I loved when she was telling her stories I thought she's a brilliant lip syncer I just wish I I didn't find her as annoying as I found her at times yeah like I think she was someone who was sort of carried through the season out of kind of a, a pure performance ability talent like I don't know and like it was it was in the lip syncing and in the dancing that like she excelled obviously her looks that she had with her were very strong as well like she did have some really but you could tell like like I think it was it like the goddess runway where she had this like amazing like big orange kind of crown thing and these like beautiful like kind of flowing and they were like oh this is gorgeous what is this and she was like oh no I just like orange and it was like you know you could tell like she 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 like there's no thought there's it, it's all very surface level but yeah like as she was like opening up and sharing about her story throughout the season like you really got to see someone who has overcome a huge amount to be where she is and like it's not surprising that she is like she has to be her number one fan root for herself completely and I you know I suppose like if if there was the the Ruets challenge which was one of my favorite over the entire season where like herself and 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 Miss Fierce Lacious were put together and it felt like both of them were kind of like 
getting overcome with this drama about getting a song that they didn't want and that they were like combusting because they were both such volatile personalities. Then they did manage to come together and put on an absolutely stunning kind of like a, a really much better than expected performance. But like, it just like, it, it yeah, I didn't necessarily think she needed to go as far as she went in the competition. And I don't necessarily fe- think she feels like kind of a finale queen. Like I kind of think the the Control-Alt-Delete remix or the kind of lot really lip sync in the previous episode where she sent Vivian Vanderpuss home, I was like, Vivian is obviously the top four queen, but it was undeniable that like Kimmy slaughtered that runway, slaughtered that lip sync. Like that, Kimmy's, ver- Kimmy's part of that was like one of the best lip syncs that we've ever seen on Drag Race. So I think she just managed to keep bringing herself through because she was, you know, they never gave her the Shea Coulee edit so that they could like shift her out in favor of a less good lip syncer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe, and like maybe the actual issue with that is maybe they let the chips fall the way they fall in the thing, but then they never corrected it in the edit and made it feel like the people who went deserved to go to end the feeling they didn't deserve to go. I don't know. But yeah, like she ends up saying like, I think if she had lost either of those lip syncs, it would have just felt like totally different. Miss B- Lady Boom Boom would have stayed first time or Vivian Vanderpuss would have been in the top, which would have, I think, added a different dimension to the top four. Um, yeah, and look, she got she got a consistent critique about the bra and panties to a certain degree. There's only so much you can do about that once you've brought your wardrobe with you. It's a shame she had big shoes to fill coming in off the back of a winner. I think she did a pretty good job. I think she has the capacity of excellence. I think maybe she just needs to grow up and, you know, understand that she has it all. She doesn't need to put on that Liganja, Stranja, Pops to your mama, annoying yeah. mm-hmm. persona. And like even think of yeah. that Snatch Game interaction. Who was she? Who was, who was that with? Someone was, no, it was Giselle Lullaby. Was it that, or someone wants to do the same person as her? And uh, Ariana Grande, oh, and she Grande. wants to do. It was with Miss Fierce Delicious. Oh yeah, they want to do Ariana Grande. And I'm only have this conversation once. I'm not changing. It was like God. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wanted like I wanted to like her more than I ended up doing, and I think that was a shame. Uh, now, second place, Jada Shada Hudson. Where did you land with her? Um. I never, I liked her an awful lot. I thought that she was like a beautiful queen. She had, you know, a kind of a a nice story over the course of the season with the like self-doubt turning into self-belief. And, you know, obviously came in there. She spoke a bit about how like she had come in there as kind of someone that people had anticipated or expected to see in the season since season one. So she had like a lot of, you know, pressure I don't know that she showed up or turned out, as is her catchphrase, to the degree that people seemed to have said that she did. I like, while I'm happy she ended up in the top two, and I think that her coronation eleganza and the lip sync to the, like, and that lip sync to the to the Celine song were brilliant, like undoubtedly brilliant. I, I do sort of feel like there's a couple of other people who got more... Who who were thrown under the bus for a lot less than she seemed to get away with. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think I kind of kept wondering why they kept giving her extra chances because that like sometimes it kind of felt sometimes it was like it's time for you know maybe she needs to go home or you know oh you know her saucy Santana 
that was safe I would have put it in the bottom or you know I never felt she was underjudged I always felt she was either fairly or overly judged um, <clears throat> and I made me feel maybe it was something to do with her legacy kind of saving her in a way you know that maybe I mean Danny Beard hasn't need saving but like Brooklyn knowing Jada knowing the legacy that she has knowing the legacy of her drag mother that kind of came up as well kind of saw her through any hard times like I know I was given out by Miss Fierce Delicious and I was secretly happy that she wasn't in the top two only because it meant she wasn't going to win but I think the top two deserved to be Miss Fierce Delicious and Giselle yeah I would say out of the out of the, the four that we have like I think that there was a um Jada did have an energy that like you, you couldn't deny like she had a charisma that you you sort of couldn't deny and, and I think that kind of even though perhaps the competition didn't seem to work for her obviously she comes from a background of being a fierce performer so I don't know like but then it's about how much do you let a person off the hook for like lackluster performances like you know you and I both know Miss Tainomi you know you know me um she she got sent out she got sent back to the house pretty quick smart when she couldn't like catch herself on oh well she um, lip synced three times like they really wants to keep her that is true and like i think that like in this case like i think they they did as far as production may have meddled to put people in particular places i think they maybe did make choices that you know kind of kept jada out of the bottom like you know if we if we're talking about say the the eleganza the the ball thing like i kind of was like i, I felt it was very unfairly judged to put vivian in the bottom and not to put jada in the bottom because i felt like that felt like the fact that she was even in contention for the, the like winning that or felt she was in contention for winning that challenge like what she made was lovely but like her middle like her second look in that particular th- challenge was terrible not terrible but it was just really boring and didn't fit the brief you know, Even like, the look it, she it, made, I thought, was fine. But Brooklyn was like, and this is gorgeous. And I was like, it's just a bit of tool, like, staples to your chest, isn't it? Like a, yeah, it know. was like a sort of a, a classic sort of Latrice Royale look. Like that sort of, you know, you know, big massive pads with like a wave of fabric going across your body. Like that sort of, you know, uh, that sort of vibe. But yeah, I don't know. I do think she, she, got, she got like, you know, she, she got to, to go straight to go and past two hundred dollars or whatever that monopoly saying is to quote um dakota schiffer i think jada s or jada shada hudson got the national treasure edit um because i think you know i think we were told how great she was more than we thought that's certainly my experience and i also think she was unlucky again with the order of the runways because i think in a season where some of Miss Fierce Delicious's and Giselle's and Vivian's looks were getting better as the season went on. I think a lot of Jada's looks were, best looks were front-loaded in the competition. Like, I think her entrance look was great. I think some of her first looks were really strong. And then some of the more amateur ones kind of came towards the end. Yeah, I'd, I'd completely agree with that. Um, and, you know, and I mean, I do think that, like, when it comes to bigger queens, it's more difficult to be dynamic in the way that you make your body look. So, therefore a certain amount of like unconscious judgment of things that you wouldn't make for skinnier queens but i i did feel like towards the end of the competition a lot of her looks became quite samey in a in a way um that like kimmy got a similar sort of uh critique that kimmy actually got the critique whereas jada didn't get that critique even though it was sort of like we're seeing more or less the same look over and over again 
Yeah. Fair. And finally then, Giselle Lullaby. I'll I'll stake my claim to her because I think I'm more of a fan of her than, than you were. I totally did not really know who she was <laughs> up until she won that challenge in episode four. I knew her in the Talking Heads as like the sort of cute, fun, delusional French sounding guy in the hat. And I liked their vibe, but they never really stood out to me. Like when you're trying to get familiar with the 12 queens that were going on, she didn't really stand out. Like even when she kind of did well at that in the who knows when her and uh, Shalazan did like, and let's see the nominees and they turn around and they point at the screen and then they <laughs> realize there was a screen there. I kind of, Shalazan stood out yeah. for me there rather than just yeah, but then once I kind of, I saw how well she designed that bitch stole my look, look. Um, and that sort of like really sort of French chicness of her. I was like, I actually really like her and she's really fun to talking heads. And then it was the one two punch with her and, and then Marie Curie, which basically was like, okay, I'm really in for her. I think in a similar way to Spanky Jackson, she offers up a cultural not as well because I won't say Spanky, Spanky Jackson's was cultural but I guess just like a different point of view for a winner that we haven't had before you know we they talk about Rita Baga and how she was representing Montreal like a lot of the Montreal queens left the Quebecois queen left really early in season two and I felt this was really like Quebecois I felt you know I, I kept seeing Celine every time she spoke I thought it was a really French aesthetic I just really really thought she was sweet and fun and caring and loving and I really wanted her to win I I thought that she was great and was the obvious winner when it came down to it Uh, I really did like her and enjoyed her maybe I would need to see like I I think that for me she's not going to be a queen who goes outside like she's not someone I'll follow on Instagram she's not someone who I'll go see if they're in Dublin she's not someone who I would be sort of like very excited to see added to like a a lineup of something else in the same way like say you know Miss Fierce is just definitely even maybe like Jada Vivian or Irma if I saw them being added to like a versus the world or a all stars or added to like a comedy roast kind of show i'd be like oh i'm excited whereas with her i kind of am like i got exactly enough of you just there (laughs) (laughs) because i think she's a real all-rounder yeah like i think she can perform i think she can act i think she can do comedy she can sew she has a great fashion aesthetic and uh, that's kind of why I thought she was going to... Well, I was worried Miss First Licious was going to win. But that's why I kind of thought she would win. But I don't disagree with any of the things you said. Would I be bending over backwards to go see Giselle Lullaby in Street 66? Not sure. But, like, we often talk about queens who have a great drag aesthetic. It just doesn't translate to TV. And I think she might be the opposite. She might be somebody who, like excels in this format when you can do something different every week because she can kind of do it all but she isn't outstanding at anything yeah absolutely i i mean and you know she also did seem like lovely throughout and it was nice that like she was always there to help the other queens and that she was always putting in effort to like be able to try and bring other people like across the line and i think if she hadn't won she definitely would have been the miscongeniality of choice for people and i do think that she also was like a great moral sort of 
the compass throughout the season like the way she absolutely lost her shit at Miss Fierce Delicious over the way that she had reacted towards Vivian after like they hadn't gotten the job like I was like here is someone like who really has like a clear sense of right and wrong and is not like afraid to assert it so I did think that was kind of like you know there, there were qualities there that I was like this is like exciting to see this person on my on my tv but then when it came down to the end of it I just felt and and I do think overall I kind of think because it's it's weird I think in one regard this is one of the best casted seasons of Drag Race we have had in a long time. Like this is like so it is one and every single queen who's in there, you would be you you were excited to see them walk in. They had something unique to offer. It was like a like a brilliant mix. But then I don't know the way that the producers maybe kind of like worked with that or molded that. I felt like sort of let them down because it didn't feel like a triumph to watch Giselle win. You know, it kind of felt like a and it felt like you never kind of, like, you, you know yourself, like, we're watching, obviously, uh, season four of UK at the moment. You're really, like, galloping towards the end now. Like, there was a sense with, say, Dakota going home of, like, oh, this person, we really missed him now. There's the kind of, like, you've got, like, this sort of three-horse-ish race going on between Black Pepper, Cheddar Gorgeous, Danny Beard, where you are kind of, I don't know, where you're so invested in all of these people and, like, you want someone to win. Like you're, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to feel good for seeing someone win. Whereas in this, it like you just, you, you never got that sense of like anticipation or excitement, or I didn't get that sense of anticipation or excitement coming towards watching the end of it to be like, Oh, I wonder who's going to win. It was kind of like each episode is very entertaining in its own right. But I like, am not like invested in like any of these Queens enough to like really kind of care about whether they win or not. Yeah, I think what you said there is fair. Like, I definitely was... I definitely was rooting for Giselle in the final episode, again, because I thought it was going to Miss Fierce Delicious, and then once kind of she was eliminated, I was like, okay, that I can relax now. But I think what you're saying is dead right, and I think it's like a trade-off between predictability and, you know, what you're saying, an excitement towards a winner, or then unpredictability, because... Like we kind of have already mentioned, we were five, six episodes into it being like, who the hell is going to win this yeah. thing? And that is, and that is an assignment in and of itself. It does make the finale less exciting because by then it's kind of clear who it is. But like, sometimes we've seen, you know, especially with season 14, you know who the winners were in episode three or four and you're just waiting to get but to I mean, it, I, I mean, And this definitely didn't feel no, like No, and I mean, I think that like season 14 and like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming season 15 and, and onwards and in US Drag Race, as like there's a set order for a number of episodes is going to always feel like that because like it's hard to build up like a suspenseful storyline over like 15 episodes when you've got to like not hand people home some weeks. You know, like it's, it, it's difficult to do that. At least like this was like we we were talking obviously about how it wouldn't have been great if there was a double chante for Lady Boom Boom. There's always there's also something nice about the fact that you know you're never going to get that. You know that someone is going home every week, and it could be one of your faves. We booted your faves, yeah, and we 100%. will checks notes be doing it again. Thank you, uh, yeah. whatever her. But it is it it, it 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 introduces a level of peril that we don't get in the US season, and I think that that you know. What we're saying is, yes, we lack on an exciting final, maybe, but it does add more excitement across the show. And I actually respect the lack of double shunting. Yeah, no, I, mean, I do too. I think that, like, the, the the 
the BBC are doing quite well in terms of like, but I guess it's again, probably down to the fact that in the cast, there were people who were so strong and like, you know, right from the very beginning, Danny and Cheddar have felt like as if it was their kind of, like it was their crown for the taking. So it is sort of like interesting to watch that, that work out. And I think that, well, to go in UK, Cheddar had sort of a patchy start, like didn't really get into destroyed until later. And Danny had such a strong start. So now you're sort of seeing both of them having, anyway, we didn't have anything like that in this sort of thing. It sort of felt like as if everyone, like it felt like everyone was out for a walk rather than out for a competitive run. Okay, come back next week. We'll be going through the lip syncs, the storylines and the challenges of Canada's Drag Race 3. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.